So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis, and today we are here with Deshaun. She is here with three beautiful angel stories that you have to hear. Deshaun, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. It's such a pleasure meeting you. You're so beautiful and I love your stories. I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. You're so positive. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, Just here to support this community. I am so excited to hear your stories. I think you have three of them. I'm going to let you take it away. Okay. First, I'll start with, I was in a serious car accident in 97. I was hit head on by an 18-wheeler truck. I had a little sports car, a Camaro. But I started off, I was on my way to a job interview and I was getting dressed. And I had a two-year-old at the time, my son, and I was going to take him, I'm taking him to my dad's to watch him while I do my interview. And my two-year-old, while I'm getting dressed, he never acts like this. He just started kind of being whiny and he kept asking me the same question over and over. Mom, are you going to pick me up? And I said, his name is D'Angelo. So I'm like, yes, D'Angelo, don't I always pick you up? And he's like, and he he just kept looking really sad. And so the whole time I'm getting dressed, he kept asking me over and over. And I'm like, yes, baby, I'm going to pick you up after I get finished. So we get dressed and take him to the car, put him in a car seat and we're driving. And he's still asking me in the back seat, mom, are you going to pick me up? I want you to pick me up, mom. And I said, yes, yes, baby, I'm going to pick you up. So we're almost to my dad's. We had got off the expressway and my son did something he never do. He he undid his seatbelt and climbed in the passenger seat. So we're almost to my dad's house. So I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, I just kind of click him in the seatbelt. And he he used to carry cars in his pockets. So he had on his little robe and he I never forget this. He took out a car and a truck. And he kept looking at the car and the truck and looking at me. And he said, Mom, I don't want you to go. And I said, Angelo, I'm going to be right back, you know, get to my dad's house. I kind of rush him up to my dad standing in the doorway. I kind of rush him up to the door. When I go to come back to my car, something stops me dead in my tracks and everything around me goes silent. 
Like I didn't hear the birds. My dad didn't live too far from the expressway. I didn't hear the cars. I didn't hear nothing. And I remember turning around, looking over my shoulder to look back at my son. And when I looked back at my son, he turned around at the same time and he dropped his head like this and he, you know, went in the house. So me, I just kind of shook it off, you know, I shook it off, got in a car and I'm driving to driving around the connector. I'm going slow and thinking about my son. I'm like, why, why is he acting this way? All of a sudden, my car hydroplaned, started spinning out. And when it stopped, I was facing traffic. But I didn't hit anything. I didn't look up yet, but I I didn't hit anything. My car shut off. So I went to turn the key to turn it back on. And when I touched the key, I seen the truck coming. And all I could do is throw my hands in the air and say, no, God. And... It was as if I was snatched out of my body and watched myself get hit. I also watched the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. He was in the passenger side. He put his body over me. I remember, it's funny that I'm watching this and feeling it at the same time. And he put his body over me, but he held my neck a funny way, you know, And I remember him doing this and it was like, almost like a seatbelt, you know, and the car hit, the truck hit me. I was standing there and I could hear my name being called and, you know, so I turn around and next thing you know, I'm in this fog. I see this light, you know, I see the light uh, uh, and I see people coming towards me. I walk, I start walking towards them. It was my grandmother's sister, my grandmother's brother. It was my doctor that was supposed to deliver my son, D'Angelo, but he died two weeks before D'Angelo was born. He just died all of a sudden. Wow. Yeah. And so, and there was a little boy in the tunnel, you know, too. And the little boy, I didn't know who the little boy was, but I acknowledged him because I remember touching him on the chin. And I was talking to my Aunt Alice when I was a young girl from San Diego. And I used to go to L.A. and spend summertime with her. And she was older. And she had this bald spot right up in her head. She's Indian. (laughs) And I used to brush her hair to cover the bald spot. And I never forget when I seen her, she's just so beautiful with this long silver hair. And she the first thing she does is go like this to show me, you know. It, you know, wasn't a ball spot no more, you know. that hair. <laughs> yeah, she had this beautiful hair. And my Uncle John, which is my grandmother's uh, brother, he he told me something in my ear. He sung, he said, he told me to tell this to my grandmother. He said, he sung a song that he used to sing to my grandmother when she was a little girl. I, I never heard the song, but, you know, of course, he told me to, to say this to my grandmother. So I remember I was about to go with them and this man came in between everybody. And he, I remember he had these captain like things on him. Like he, whoever he was, he was higher up, you know, and he got in my face so quick. And he said, it's not your time. You must go back. And I remember him turning me around when, when I, 
figured out who he was. He was my grandfather on my dad's side. I had never met. I had never met him before. <laughs> that grandfather that I just pointed to on the sheet. Yep. Yeah. It was my grandfather. And he's the one who said, no, you know, it's not time. You must go back. He said, you have four children to raise. Well, at the time I had three. So, you know, after I recovered and stuff, I started thinking, I'm like, where did he get this fourth one from? <laughs> she came though. <laughs> but he told me, he said, you must go back. And he pushed me. And I remember jerking and a raindrop fell on my face and I grabbed someone's arm and it was one of the paramedics who were taking me in the hospital. The beautiful thing about this story is all my life I have been seeing angels since I was a child. And the truck driver that hit me, he w- he came to the hospital. I-, I was fighting for my life for three weeks. And they, yeah, they told my mom, you know, call, call your pastor, get your family down. She's not going to make it. Now, the whole time in hospital, I didn't feel anything because, and I couldn't hear the doctors because every time this doctor was, I remember this doctor yelling in my face and he said, Deshaun, Deshaun, you're a very lucky lady. You're not supposed to be here. And I said, yes, I am. (laughs) I remember saying that. So, but I could never hear what. You're like, the other side won't take me. You guys say that I'm not supposed to be here. Where the hell am I supposed to be? Exactly. (laughs) So he was, I remember every time this doctor came in, I could never hear him because I kept hearing these chants. They and it was the angels. They were saying, You're okay. Your body's just sweet. You're okay. Your body's just sweet. So I would, that's all I would hear. My mom is in my face and she's saying, you know, you know, if you're not going to make it, (laughs) but I couldn't answer her because I keep hearing this. You're okay. Your body's just sweet. You're okay. It just went in chance. So I never knew what they were saying to me until, you know, weeks later (laughs) um, during the recovery in the hospital, I would see this angel and he came in the form of a child and it's cutest, cutest little thing. He would take his fingers and go up my leg and go up my arm. We'd be smiling at each other. He would just, he, I always seen him. He was always around. I guess they're called recovery angels, but he was always around. This one particular night, my mom is there and my mom says, she calls my name. And the way she said it was like, she was nervous. She was shaking. And she says, there, there, her hand is shaking. She's like, there's a little angel. And I see him standing right next to my mom. And she said, he's, he's right here. You know, she's like, he's right here. And all I could do was cry because for the first time she's seen what I've been seeing. Um, she knows I've been seeing the things because, you know, I didn't woke her up so many times and God finally allowed her to see this, to see what I've been seeing all my life. Now, the truck driver and a woman, when I get home the next day, the phone rings and I happen to answer the phone and I hear this man says, may I speak to Deshaun? And I said, this is she. And he says, 
oh my God, he started hollering. And he says, she's home. And I hear all these people screaming in the background. And I'm like, who, what is going on? You know? And he says, I'm the truck driver that hit you. And, and I was just frozen. You know, I didn't know what to say. Sure. And he says, I couldn't wait to talk to you. I'm so happy that you're home. And he says, I have to tell you this story. He said, when you hit, when, when I hit you, he said, I had no other choice but to hit you because if not, it would have jackknifed, killed a lot of people. So he said, I had no choice but to, you know, hit, hit you. And he said, when we hit you, I thought you were dead. He said, your arm kind of hung out the window. You weren't moving. I mean, every, you know, another woman had got out of her car. We just knew you were dead. He said, because the car was on top of your car. He had to, you, you know, he's overloaded. He was overloaded with carpet. And <clears throat> he just knew I, I, when I looked at my car, I, I don't know how I made it out of that. Well, now I do, but, you know, and he told me, he said, we were waiting for the MLMs or the fire department. And he said, this man came up. He said, I never forget the way this man walked. He said, he walked like a toy soldier. He said, you ever seen those toy soldiers? And I said, yeah. He said, he was so tall. He said, this man was so tall. He walked like a soldier. He said, he walked straight up to you like he knew you. And he said, he put one hand on you and another hand in the air and he said, and he spoke, he, he, I guess he was saying a prayer. He said, he spoke in a language I had never heard before. He, and, you know, he said him and the woman that was. Archangel Michael stopped you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote that down at the very beginning when you started telling the story, because Archangel Michael was like right there and your grandfather were right there. So continue, continue. And then we'll talk after. Okay. And he's. He said, he walked like, he said, he spoke in a language I had never heard before. And he said, and then he looked at me and the woman that's standing there and he said, she's going to be all right. And he, he said, he, he, him and the woman looked at each other. And when they looked back, the man was gone. He said, he, he said he was gone. So I asked him, I said, what did this man look like? He said, I remember him being really tall. He said, but you know what? Something else. He had on a gray cowboy hat. That's what the man, that's what truck driver told me. I have one picture of my grandfather yeah. that sat on my nightstand of him in a gray cowboy hat. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of him in a gray cowboy hat. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just got all of the shivers. That's amazing. That's amazing. I've got a few announcements. This month's winner of the drawing is Mackenzie Payne, who gets one free session with me. Email me a screenshot of your five-star positive review on Apple Podcasts, Google Business, or my Facebook page for your chance to win next month. Details are in the show notes. Friends, in the Angel Membership in June 2021, Archangel Raphael and I 
are teaching you self-energy healing 101 and chakras 101. You'll learn how to give yourself an energy healing session, techniques to keep your energy clear, and how you can heal your own energy field. To join this course live or replay at any time, sign up for the Angel Membership Program today. Also, a new class of the Angel Reiki School begins on June 1st. Join this separate program to develop your unique spiritual gifts and become an Angel Reiki Master. I'm still offering private readings. To book one, sign up for our weekly angel email. Once a month, you'll get an email that contains a link to book your session online. One more thing, I am loving spending time with you live and answering your questions over on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Follow me on social and our newly launched YouTube channel for tons of new video content. Thanks for your support and for sharing this podcast with your people. Okay, so we had a lot here to dissect. There's a lot here. You know, I have never had spirit come through and say this. But when you were talking about earlier, your grandfather being on the other side, you're kind of in this middle space, him coming up to you and saying, no, you have to turn around. He said, Julie, this is proof that there are spirit teams. Okay. And you know, call them your spirit council, call it whatever you want to call it. It is a group of angels, loved ones, and guides on the other side that are part of your soul family. And he said, this is proof because he said, I knew, I knew because I was part of your team, what was going on. And he said, nobody wanted to do the work of telling you, you have to go back because immediately when you're on the other side over there, it feels wonderful. It does. Yeah. I didn't feel anything, (laughs) you know, no pain, no, no, nothing. No, no. And, but the love, you know, the love is just, oh my God. So I can see why I wanted to go, but, you know, but I'm glad that I because I had my babies. 100%. So it was interesting that he came through and said, that's proof, right? That's proof that there are spirit teams. Do you know, I asked, I said, when I speak with Julie, just give me a message. That's all I have to say. Well, we've got more. We've got more. Yes. Well, here's one thing that I wanted to touch on. The chant where you said like the the woman's voice just kept saying the same thing over and over and over again. I've had that with me since I was a little girl. Like when they want to get something through, they will repeat something within your own internal dialogue over and over and over again. And when I was in college, I only lived with roommates for one year because I was a horrible roommate. Didn't understand that I didn't have my mom with me anymore to pick up after me. So I didn't do the dishes. I didn't load the dishwasher the right way. I don't think I ever did the dishes. Dishes, terrible roommate. But anyway, all of them listened to Radiohead like nonstop. And I I am trying actually right now in my life. So it's interesting that this is coming up in this, you know, angel story recording. 
I've been trying to find the song where I've heard this, but it's very, very faint. And in one song, he would say something and I took it to be the words, waken what you are. And it wasn't awaken, but I wrote it down one day, waken. And really, I didn't realize the word was awaken, but they whispered to me that all the time, waken what you are, waken what you are, waken what you are. And if you think about this podcast, awakening, that exactly what it is, waken what you are. And I, I remember asking like, what is this? And, and I just kept hearing your book. Like I always knew I was going to write one day, but I knew it wasn't going to be until I was in my thirties. And I just kept hearing Mm -hmm. your book, your book. And I was like, what? But they will. So I want everybody listening to hear that because when you get a message, I mean, I got this one when I was, you know, 19, 20 years old. Oh my gosh. It might not be for that moment in your life, but you're having a vision, or they're communicating a message that they want you to start marinating in, accepting, believing that you can do so that when it's the right time, you're like, oh, that's what that was, (laughs) right? So that is very big. That's a big part of your story. Never have heard of recovery angels in my entire life recovery angels at the hospital, but that makes total sense because there's so many of them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was told, I was told that they come to make sure everything is going like it's supposed to. Dr. Lori Pole, I heard it from, she sent me some books. I've had so many amazing things happen that just yeah. wouldn't make sense to any of us, but well, now it makes sense to me, but I've had so many, like all through my life, all through my life. And I was told to write when I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And I said, I told my mom, I said, I think God wants me to write, but what do I have to write about? I will never say that again. Because <laughs> all through my life, I had something to write about. So just now, really, I have, I wrote the book on, about my life, telling stories about my life and all these you know, extraordinary things that has happened, but I could never release it. I -hmm. kept saying to my family and stuff, they said, why haven't you, you know, why haven't you finished your book? And I used to say it was the privacy. Yeah. And I used to say, and I didn't know why I was saying it was a privacy until this story happened. Do you want me to go into it? Yeah, please. (laughs) Okay. My dad, Uh, My biological dad, I didn't know of him until I was 10 years old. My mom and my stepdad divorced, and I was kind of hit with, this is your real dad. I see this picture of this Marine, and my mom said, he died. He died in, in war. That's what she told me. And so I was taught real young to pray. I was, my grandmother prayed a lot and, you know, I, my mom prayed. And I, I mean, since a little child, I just always prayed for, I walk down and be walking down the street, see a dead cat. And I would pray for a dead cat. You know, I'm just, I was always praying and, you know, just really young and looking up at the stars and talking to God. I just very young. And I remember my mom telling me that. And that night when I went to 
went to bed, you know, I said a prayer and I asked God, I said, God, allow me to see my dad. Now, my mom tells me he's dead. And I said, I asked to see him. Years went by, you know, and my aunt, one of my aunts, would every summer when I got older, like in my 20s, she said, well, we're going to try to find some of your family members. You know, they were from West Virginia. So we would try to find, you know, my, my last name is kind of common down that way, you know, but we would, every summer, we would try to find a family member. Well, I'm age 23. I'll never forget this. And I said, I think we started when I was like 18. And I said, you know, I told my mom, I said, you know what? I'm just not doing it no more. And my mom said, no, no, I, I found something. We're going to call this number. A lady told me to call this number in Washington. And she says, and we're going to call this number and see what happens. Let's just don't give up. She kept telling me, don't give up. So we end up calling the number and speaking with a guy, tell him the story. We're looking for my family. My dad was in the Marines. He was an MP, you know, and we're looking for his family members. So the guy was like, you know what? I'm not supposed to do this. He said, but two years ago, I found my dad. And he said, I had two years with him before he died. I know. I was like, oh, my God. And he said, write a letter to this address. And he gave us this address. Well, my aunt writes the letter, you know, maybe about a week passes. And my aunt calls me up and she says, you're not going to believe this. She said, you're about to get a call. And I said, from who? And she said, your dad. And I'm like, what? And so I remember saying, oh, my God, I don't even know what to say to him. You know, what? what you know, <laughs> my phone rings and I, I, the first thing came out of my mouth was dad. And my dad was on the phone and he back then my dad couldn't read real well. And when he went back home, he was going to war. He got real sick. He couldn't get on the flight because he got real sick. He ends up going back home. He left and went back home. The house got flooded and they lost everything. His family lost everything. So that would be his clothes, his everything he had, my mom's address. And he, like, like I said, he couldn't, he, he lost everything. And so when they received the letter, my dad always talked about having a child in California, but you know, he, he didn't know you know, how to get in contact with me. He couldn't remember my grandmother's address or anything like that. He knew my mom's name, but he just couldn't, you know, and I didn't hold it against him. You know, I didn't. And so my dad came down six months later and it was really like a piece of me, you know, it was like that puzzle. He, he was the most amazing person. He happy, loving, he kind. He was this big teddy bear. My dad was everything. You know, he, you know, I loved him so much. Well, I met him at age 23. I had 23 years with him and he passed away. Now, before he passed away, I went to West Virginia to see him. It just, he died of cancer and it just, First he beat it and it came back and it came back with a vengeance. And I never forget, um, we went up there to see him and the doctor told us we had like six months 
So, you know, I remember hospice had came and they're, they're talking to my my stepsister. And I remember looking at my dad, he was staring at me and I was staring at him. And it was like, I could hear everything he's saying to me, you know, through, it was like, I was picking it up. And he, it was like, he was saying, did I hug her enough? You know, did I, did, mm-hmm. did I give her what she needed? You know, I could, and, and me, I think that was me accepting that I knew I wasn't going to see him. I knew that was the last time I see him. So I told him, but the doctor said we had six months. So we, my fiance was driving trucks and he got a load out to California. And he said, you know, you want to go out to California? And I'm like, oh my God, he said, I got a load in San Diego. I'm like, that's where I'm from. So I'm like, oh yeah, you know, but I said, well, let me talk to my dad. You know, so I talked to my dad and my dad was like, yeah, baby, go on, go on in California. We go and we're on the road for one day. I get a phone call and it's my sister. And she says, dad passed away and I couldn't believe it. And I said, you know, I'm in the truck, you know, I have no, no privacy to really, you know, and my my fiance, he's a sweetheart and he's like, you know, it's okay. You know, I kept saying, I'm okay. I'm okay. But you know, just Mm -hmm. tore me up and I knew I would miss his funeral. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go because I just didn't, I, I don't like funerals and I just didn't want to see my dad like that. So the next day, another day passed and we're driving and I remember closing my eyes and I, I think I put my shirt, my shirt or, or a blanket or something over my head. And I remember saying, dad, what are you doing up there? I remember saying that. I heard a voice say, keep your eyes closed. And I kept my eyes closed. And I I remember seeing fog. I could see something going on, but I couldn't see it clearly, but it got clearer and clearer and clearer. And there was my dad. He was kneeling down and his arm was like on a pedestal thing. And he's kneeling down and I see these angels, two angels standing above him. And the thing that stood out, my dad was a giant. I remember seeing this, this, he was a giant. That's the only, I'm like, oh my God, you know? So the angels, I remember them having this device and it looked something like a shower mate and there was water coming out of it, but this water wasn't like real water. You know, it, it, it looked like diamonds, you know, just pouring out of it. And the angel said, as they're, as it's going over my dad, I see these colors peeling off my dad. I see these beautiful colors. I remember seeing a camel color, but it, oh my God, it was just the beautifulest color you ever seen. I mean, I, all I can say is maybe a camel color, you know, but I watched that color come off of them. And then I see this black coming and it's like a liquid black and the angel says that's the cancer Mm. and so I said I said to the angel well what's the other colors and the angel said I can't tell you those those are between him and God Mm. 
That's what the angel told me. And I watched these, these colors come off my dad. And my dad, when he stood up, he he shimmered. He was the most beautiful man being I had ever seen before in my life. Wow. He he was oh, he was beautiful. Now off to my left is Jesus. I didn't see him at first because I'm looking at my dad, but I could, I started seeing someone, you know, off to my left. And when I looked, it was Jesus. Now, when I was staring at my dad, everything in me wanted to say, hey, you know, I'm okay. I love you. I just want to tell you, you know, I wanted to say, dad, come back, you know, don't go now. You know, I did. I I wanted to scream out so bad for him just to tell him that he did you did everything for me. You did everything. You, he was, he was my latest cheerleader. He, he was everything, but I couldn't, you know, I knew I, this was a special invitation and I knew I couldn't probably if I did, you know, he wouldn't hear me, but you know, and I watched Jesus. Uh, first they came, another angel came with the robe of life. And I don't know, this thing almost looked like it was floating by itself. <laughs> It was it was white. It was gold. And I remember them putting it on my dad, but my dad was already shimmering, you know, and I'm just like, oh, wow. And then I watched the Lord go up to my dad and he kind of said, you know, come on. And they walked off. I watched them walk off. Mm-hmm. And that was my special invitation. Of, you is know, so amazing. I, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, I do not remember her exact name. I don't know if it's Amanda Klutz or Kay Lutz, but there's a woman who uh, I don't know her personally, but I follow her Instagram account and she lost her husband, a Broadway star to COVID early on in 2020. And she had this Instagram post up the other day that was just mind blowing, right? It's what I see every day, but I hadn't thought about putting it in the exact same words. But she said, you know, when we have a baby in our tummies and they are maybe what, like three inches from the outside world, they're there, they can faintly hear, you know, through our tummies, the outside world, but they're not hearing perfectly but they're just that close, like three inches. She said, what if we're in a similar type of energy where we're only three inches from heaven, three inches from the other side? And I thought that's just so profound, but that's exactly what it is because it's not like up in the sky or or out, you know, way out in the universe It is energy. And, you know, everybody here will laugh at me um, when I say this, but the movie Ant-Man and even more so Ant-Man 2 display this for people who are visual so stinking well, because it's within, right? So if the smallest piece of all matter is everything that is, is God, the air in front of us. It's through, 
It's through the smallest piece of matter and it's right here. And those movies display, you know, how big small is because when he gets to this microscopic level, it still looks like this whole huge world, right? And that's what heaven is. It's just through the smallest piece of all that is. Okay. Everybody on your spirit team has been like shouting at me from the beginning about work. Like what is going on work-wise? Because I feel like you have some questions there. There's been some different things that have come up. So talk to me a little bit about this if you want to. Oh, yes, most definitely. I learned that I have Well, I say gifted. I've been seeing people that have passed on since the age of six. After my dad passed, I knew it was time to walk into it. I I knew it was was time. I I started with everything I've experienced and seen and everything. I used to ask God, please just let me get older. It's too much. You know, it's too much. Let me let me get older. You know, let me raise my children. I, I said, God, let me just raise my children first. Yeah. But things just never, it just kept coming. It kept coming. And like I would hear, I would hear spirits say, you know, well, God, I would hear God say, use what, I, what I've given you. Use what I've given you. And so I work with, I work with a private group. We find the missing. That's going okay. You know, I want to go further in it. I work with prophets also. It's like this. I I, I feel like I'm in the middle of two different things. I have the religious side and then I have a side that's saying that, that are more open and awaken and says, look, this gift has no religion. Right. You're, you, you know, this is who you are, you know, and that's what I've been battling is is that I've been doing readings for people, close people, and there and it is it amazes me as it amazes them, you know. So when you're hearing the team saying, because I know I have counsel and all that, so when you're hearing them, yeah, they're saying the same thing to me. <laughs> you can do this, but it's it's just accepting it. That is so true. And that's like a huge point. So there's a couple of different things here. I went through the exact same thing when when I was coming into this gift because I grew up in such a religious family. And, you know, it, when I started this five years ago, so I'm bi as well. And I came out, you know, in 2020 and it felt like... That's so cute to put it that way. You what? <laughs> That is so cute to put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like when I came out to my religious family as, you know, working with the other side, it was similar energy of like it was coming out. And there's a couple of different things that I have brought through in meditation from spirit about this. And one is God will always say exactly what you just said. It's palpable energy. So when you get into this, a lot of times I walk around my entire day where I feel like I'm floating in a different dimension because you're just in a different energy field. And the other thing is you, right. And with that, you can feel it. 
You can feel this energy. And this is that divine love. I've never had a near-death experience like you have, but I have had an experience with a type of energy healing where I was on this woman's table. And this was well before I started you know, doing this work myself. And just tears started to pour down my face because all of a sudden I was in this intensity of love to a degree and amplification that I had never felt or experienced in my entire life. Like I felt love for my husband, for my mom, for my child, for my doggies. But this was like, love times infinity, right? It And then I wasn't crying because I was sad. I was crying because it was the most beautiful experience and feeling of my entire life. So I totally get that. The other thing that, that God brings through a lot of times is that when we keep our intention focused on, like whenever I work with an individual, I always say a prayer right before that meeting, God, please bring through the maximum healing energy, the maximum benefit of your messages through to help that person with my time with them. And when, when we talk about intention, intention, you know, I know the words manifestation and law of attraction and all of this is so glorified. The word intention is our free will in action. It's emotion energy of what we're directing in our life. And when we say, God, I just want to serve you. Like, let me be a tool that you can work through. My goodness, he, he, she does come through. And there are times where we as humans are still working through your dad just said it's like those layers that you saw them peeling back from him mm -hmm. that we have these layers of fear within us we will always have an egoic mind till the day that we die and we have to work here with it and we have to continually peel back these layers of fear ourselves i know i still am working on things every day every year but but what God has repeated over and over, like we we're talking about before, like that chant over and over is when that fear comes in heavy for me, they will repeat over and over student and teacher at the same time, student and teacher at the same time, meaning, yes, you're still learning, but yes, you have knowledge to impart to others or messages to bring through. And that's the exact same thing that your spirit team is saying to you right now. You get the blessing and the grace and the humanity of being student and teacher at the same time. And I don't know if you're still focused on like keeping that book private, but I see you publishing at least three books. Yes. I, I'm not going to keep it private. I'm going to release it. You know, I am. Yeah. I, it, I want people to, to know the signs. I mean, well, to know there are signs that angels are here. There are warning signs. There are all kinds of signs. And I want, I, I, I guess that's why I've been through so much, you know, to be able to tell people about, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I, I feared it 
for so long with things I was seeing. I was scared of it because I was taught, you know, it, it was what I was taught, you know, and sometimes we're taught so much fear mm-hmm. that when I finally walked into it, I, I had no choice but to walk into it. And it was beautiful. It, it's still beautiful. I love to help people. I would help anyone, you know, someone that's still stuck after losing someone, you know, mothers losing children. And I love to help, you know, if I can, I will. That's beautiful. I know you are exactly right where you're supposed to be. And they are working through you, no doubt in my mind. You have such an amazing gift and you are going to continue to use it. Don't be scared to be student and teacher at the same time. Okay. They're helping kind of you with that and really kind of coming out to your folks who are religious and just saying, this is palpable. You can feel this. You can see this. You know, the other thing that spirit shows all the time there is that in Catholicism, there are so many saints who and mystics who had visions, who talked to God, who heard things, who gave warnings, yeah. right? And this is all recorded. So there's so much information there. If if they have it, why can't we have it too? Right? Right. right. Yeah, I, yes, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally um, agree. I don't know if you've ever tuned into the story of Joan of Arc, but I don't know. They highlighted and circled her name and gave it to you. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So look so at that great. story too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to watch it again. Yes. Oh, thank you. Deshaun, thank you so much for for being here today, for being who you are and just sharing your your beautiful energy with the world. All my love to you, friend. All my love to you too. Thank you. Keep shining. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You too. You too. Bye. Take care. Bye. Beautiful souls, I'm so excited to announce that my book on angels and how they're working miracles in your life will be available on Amazon fall of 2021. If you're listening on or after fall of 2021, check it out. Friends, if you'd like to work with me each week, my angel membership program is perfect for you. You can join at any time and you get access to past courses. In 2021, I'll be teaching you about a new topic each month. We started the year in February with a course on oneness and raising your vibration. March is angel communication, how to hear your angels. April is trusting your intuition. May is knowing your soul's purpose. June is working with Archangel Raphael to learn self-energy healing techniques and Chakras 101. July is rewriting the stories you've been holding on to. August is all about rewiring your mind to move past blocks. September is energetically working through ancestral trauma. October is working with your inner child and Archangel Michael. November is a guide to being an empath. Then we're rounding out the year with a course in December that helps you connect with your loved ones on the other side 
to help you deepen your personal connection with them. And in January 2022, we'll be back with a whole new course on manifestation and co-creation. You get all of this live group access to me, two new pre-recorded Reiki healings, and advance notice to book a session with me when you're an angel member. Sign up for the angel membership anytime. If you're listening in 2022, please know that we're planning to add new content each month. For details and to sign up, view the show notes below. Friends, the only thing that's not included in the angel membership right now is the Angel Reiki School, where you learn to develop your unique spiritual gifts. Whereas the angel membership is about your awakening journey and your personal spiritual growth, the Angel Reiki School, on the other hand, certifies you as an Angel Reiki Master Teacher and teaches you the art of energy healing and bringing through messages for your clients. Friends, if you're feeling called to the Angel Reiki School, it's because the souls you're here to help on earth, well, their omnipresent piece of them, you know, their higher selves on the other side, that's what's behind you, pushing you, fueling you to become who you're meant to be. Because when you do, they know your work will shift the trajectory of their life here. That's what I mean when I say you have big, big purpose in this lifetime. A new class of the Angel Reiki School starts on the first of each month. Speaking of the Angel Reiki School, we're going to need about 800 volunteers this year. We select volunteers from people who've written a five-star positive review and emailed us a copy. That way, we have a way of contacting you for your free volunteer session. Many of you have asked if I'm still booking sessions, and the answer to that is yes. I love, love, love my sessions with you. We have a new system where we send out an email once a month with a link to my calendar for you to book online. It's really easy. All you have to do is sign up to be on my email list on my website, theangelmedium.com. I've been spending a ton of time going live with you on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and I'm having a blast with it. Join me over on social and our newly launched YouTube channel for tons of new content, teaching videos, and actual video footage of these podcast episodes. Friends, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for being part of this community and listening to this show. I truly feel that this is your show and the angels show, and I just feel so blessed to be a part of it. You're the most supportive community a podcaster could have. I pray for you every day. If you have a special prayer request, you can submit it through my website homepage and I'll be praying for you personally. Now for the oneness meditation, which is the last five minutes of every episode. And as you do this meditation, you'll raise your vibration and the vibration of the planet. Friends, what I want you to do is to just get into a relaxed position. If you are driving, operating machinery, need to concentrate, then this meditation is not for you. But anyone who is able to focus their attention on it, please join me. 
friends, I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And I want you to imagine that your socks, your shoes are off and that your bare feet are able to connect with the soil of the earth. And down through the bottom, the soles of your feet are these large roots that go down far and wide into the earth. Those roots go down far and wide, anchoring you into the earth as if you were a tree yourself. And up through those roots comes this beautiful, yummy, tingly energy begins to tingle at the tip of your toes. I want you to allow this yummy, tingly energy to just dance up over your feet, around your ankles. Feel this yummy, tingly energy as it moves up over your calves, your shins, all the way up to your knees. this energy at your knees and allow it to move up the thighs, the hamstrings, all the way up to the sides of the hips. I want you to allow this energy to move from the hips up to the base of your spine, the base of your stomach. And I want you to feel this energy as it climbs up the spine and the stomach all the way up until it reaches your heart. As you feel this yummy, tingly, sparkly energy surrounding the outside of your heart, filling the inside of your heart, notice how your entire body comes into a gentle state of ease. Allow this energy to move up into the shoulders, into the neck. Feel it as it fills your entire head front to back, side to side, top to bottom. And then feel this energy as it moves through the hair follicles on the top of your head so that you feel this yummy tingliness two inches to ten feet or higher above the top of your head. Friends, you might feel like there's a string above your head lifting you up towards the sky. You might feel an airy floatiness. You might feel an expansive spaciousness. What I want you to do from here is imagine that there is this large opening at the crown of your head. It's the size of a cereal bowl, right? And I want you to imagine that it extends upwards towards heaven and that God sends this loving, peace-filled oneness energy. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's 
bliss, it's ease, it's grace. And God just sends this energy through the crown of your head. It moves through your head, down through your neck, down through your shoulders, and it starts to pull this God energy, starts to pull around your heart, within your heart. And I just want you to feel that for a moment. And I want you to just tap in and notice. I want you to notice that your heart, your physical heart, is one with your body. And I want you to notice that your heart and your body are one with the air surrounding you. surrounding you are one with all life here on earth, all plants, all people, all animals, all life on earth. And now notice how your heart, body, air surrounding you, all life here on earth are connected to everything Friends, did you notice how your body got more expansive, your energy got more expansive, and you could feel out into your auric field, you could feel out into the energy of the world, into the energy of everything everywhere. Friends, that is oneness, and you can carry oneness with you in your everyday. I don't want you to stop here. I don't want you to open up your eyes. I want you to continue this meditation and to see that surrounding you are angels. You have guardian angels around you. You have cherub angels holding the space open for you to get into oneness at any time. You have archangels working with you in every area of your life. You have loved ones on the other side. See them. See them in detail, friends, because you seeing them in detail is the exact same thing as you going to them on the other side, knocking on their door, asking them to spend time with you. They love you so incredibly much. They want to spend time with you. They want to develop that relationship with you. When they're there, you're here. I know it's different, but you can still have that beautiful, incredible relationship. All of these beings, your angels, your guides, your loved ones on the other side, they form your spirit team who's always working to guide you, direct you, protect you. Friends, what I want you to do is just take some time with them right here, right now. What they want you to know is that they are working with you all the time. What they want you to know is that they are sending you signs and symbols to show you that they're next to you. Friends, they ask you to see that they are bringing in gift after gift after gift through your heart chakra to bless your life with miracles. 
Friends, it's your job to remain open, to believe, and to trust that they are working miracles in your life. Friends, I love you. They love you so incredibly much. Stay open and know, believe, trust, have faith. Know like you know like you know that they are working with you always. See you here next time. Have a blessed day.